Good morning. All right, we uh, got another lesson today out of our Brother Brownlow uh, book. And it would be lesson number 17, if you have your books and want to uh, turn to lesson number 17. And this lesson is labeled as, which is a really, really good lesson. Uh, what do hinder me to be baptized? Brother Brown will go over different things on why people are not being baptized uh, or being baptized for the wrong reason and different things. And they, so we're going to explore what do hinders me to be baptized, Acts 8.36. Uh, talking about uh, when Philip met up with the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, I'm going to read that portion of, uh, of the lesson here from the scripture, Acts 8, starting at verse number 26. <clears throat> and it said, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south, unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, and a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for the worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, uh, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to, that, to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And the place of the scripture which he read was, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearers. So he opened not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet, of prophet this, of himself or of another man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What is do hinders me to be baptized? And, if, and Philip said, If thou believe it with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he, came, and he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went, uh, went on his way rejoicing. Okay, and that's the basis of uh, this lesson is what the, the response of the eunuch. I think another uh, good response of the eunuch is when Philip asked him if he understood what he was reading. You know, he you know, said, you know, how can I enlist him out of God? You know, in other words, we have to be taught, you know, and we have to be willing to be taught. And a lot of people are not willing to be taught anything different than what they already know 
or what they think they already know to be in, being right as far as what God is concerned. So we're going to go through... Uh, Oh, I see. Okay. And so, the first thing is, Philip answered, if thou believe it with all thine heart, thou may. In other words, we have to believe. Believing is going to be the first thing that we have to do. Uh, one thing that uh, hinders man from being baptized is unbelief. Uh, and, uh, so, it said that, you know, if you thou believe, you know, you might, you know, you believe and thou will be saved in thy house. That's what Philip told the uh, unit in, uh, in Acts 16:31. You know, if thou believe thou, with all thine heart, thou will be saved in thy house. So, you have to believe. Believing is one of the major things. We can't baptize anybody that don't believe, you know. And I think that's what a lot of people get caught up at. You see these scriptures said believe, and then when you get into that scripture, uh, Acts 16.31, where it said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou will be saved in thy house, most people leave it right there. You know, you know, that's the only thing you have to do is believe. But then when you go on, keep reading down in that scripture, it said, and, 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 and they baptized him the same hour of the night. In other words, they baptized him immediately. So he was taught that baptism was part of him believing because he was baptized. He and, and all of his house were baptized that night. You know, if, and they, you know, if it wasn't necessary, why would they baptize him at midnight? You know, Right. Yeah. And having believed, yeah. Believed yeah. After all, right. So it's believing is a big part of baptism. Like I said, uh, <clears throat> you can't be baptized, you know, uh, you can't be baptized unless you believe. So we have to have that belief, you know. So no person can be baptized scripturally without faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, uh, without faith is impossible to please God. He that come to him must believe that he is and the reward of him that diligently seeks him. We have to have faith, you know. Faith comes along with belief, you know. Belief and faith is, is corresponding with each other. You have, to have, you have to have faith that these things are true and that God exists and, you know, that he rewards you for being baptized and we, then we have to do it. <clears throat> so we have to remember that uh, belief is one of the main uh, sources that we have to have before we, be, before we can be baptized. Uh, <clears throat> Christ put faith before baptism, Mark 16, 16. You know, he who believe it and is baptized shall be saved. Another key point in that scripture is and. You know, it said, he who believe it, believe first, and baptized shall be saved. In other words, you can't separate the two. You know, if uh, uh, me and I to buy a house together, and that house tile says Sam and Ida. I can't sell that house without Ida. Ida can't sell that house without me because it said and. Now, if it said believe or be baptized, then you can do either one. So in other words, if that house says Sam or Ida, me or Ida, either one could sell that house. But when they put that and in between, 
I think people have to learn their English to know how to read the Bible. You know, because when it says and, you can't separate those two. You know, just like when the Bible says shall. In other words, when it says shall, that means you don't have any choice. You got to do it. You know, if it said, you know, if it gives you a choice, it won't say shall. But when it says shall, then you have to do it. You know, you don't have, you don't have any choices. That's an order instead of a, that's a command instead of a suggestion. And same here with uh, believing and baptized. It's an order, not a suggestion that you can do either or. You know, you have to do both, believe and being baptized, and you shall be saved. And people have to realize that. You know, uh, scripture baptism requires more than just a burial in water. You know, it, has, it have to have that belief. It have to have that teaching. You know, uh, uh, Matthew uh, 28. Uh, you know, you got to have that teaching also. <clears throat> you know, uh, two is that a lack of teaching blocks the way of many for baptism. In other words, if you're not being taught, you don't know what bat. You don't know when to be baptized. You don't know what it takes to be baptized. You know, you know, you don't know the order of baptism, so you have to be taught. You know, uh, the unit was taught. You know, uh, Philip got with the unit. He taught him about Jesus. We have to be taught about Jesus. We have to be taught the gospel. You know, and that's the good news of Jesus Christ. And we have to be taught the gospel. And then once we believe that gospel, then repentance is another thing we'll be talking about here a little bit later. And so all of these things have to coincide with each other. You know, we have to have them all, you know, in order for somebody to be baptized. You know, if they don't want to, if they don't, don't want to repent, you can't baptize them. If they don't believe, you can't baptize them. You know, uh, if they don't understand, you can't baptize them. That's why we don't baptize babies, because babies can't understand. You know, when, they, when uh, uh, the scripture talked about in Acts 16 that, you know, he baptized him in his house. He was talking about everybody in that house that could understand. You know, not, um, not everybody in the house, but everybody in the house that could understand the gospel. So in other words, they had to preach the gospel to everybody in his house before everybody in his house was, uh, was able to be baptized. <clears throat> so we have to realize that, you know, that's a part of it. Uh, Christ said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. In other words, we've got to teach them first. And we have to baptize them. Then he go back and said, you know, uh, teaching them all things that I have commanded you. In other words, we have to teach them first. Then we have to baptize them. Then we have to teach them again. You know, because now we got to teach them what they need to do to be baptized. Then we baptize them once they understand that. And then we have to teach them how to live a Christian life. You know, I think that's sometimes when we fall short. We, teach people, baptize them, then we fail to kind of teach them how they need to live after that. You know, because, uh, you know, <clears throat> I, I think we need to get more into when people are baptized, getting into doing an after-baptismal class with them so they'll know, you know, what, what's next. You know, in other words, I've obeyed the gospel, I heard the gospel, I believed it, I obeyed it, now I'm baptized, now what's next? What do I do next? You know, uh, do I just come and sit in the congregation, or do I just sit at home? You know, some people get baptized, you never see them again, you know, and they think that all this it takes, you know, once I'm baptized, then, you know, I can sit at home and, and watch TV, or I can sit at home and, and listen to it, uh, and listen to the service on 
my computer or whatever, but you know, it, it requires, you know, coming to worship. You know, that's part of being a Christian, it requires, requires us to come to worship. <clears throat> Right. But really, if you look at the scripture, either baptism or things symbolic of baptism, it's yes, it is the end of the previous life. But, but it's, it's beginning. It's the beginning, you know, because now you really having to start to learn what the Bible is about. You know, you got to read how you got. You know, the Bible teaches us how to live. It teaches us how to treat other people. It teaches us how to give. Uh, it teaches us when we should come to worship. Uh, it tells us when we should study. Uh, how we should study, you know, it's, uh, you know, we got, you know, we, you know, we have to start learning all of these things afterward, you know, like you said, baptism is not the end, you know, it's, 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 it's the beginning, you know, I got this saying that I tell the kids at school, matter of fact, I got uh, uh, sports cards that I give out to my kids at school, and on the back of it, because everybody know I'm in the martial arts, and my saying is, you know, uh, martial arts, getting your black belt is just the beginning of your training. So when you graduate high school, that's just the beginning of your education. So, you know, we're talking about the beginning of something. Yeah, you end in one part of it, but you're taking the beginning of another. You're ending the part of being a sinner, and then you begin in the part of being a Christian. So now you got to learn how to become, how to live as a Christian. You learn how to become a Christian. Now you got to learn how to live as a Christian, just like Chris was saying. You know, we uh, people think that's just the end. They think once they're baptized, you know, I can relax. You know, you know, I can just sit back and relax now. You know, I went in the water. You know, the old saying there, if, you know, if you didn't get baptized right, you know, you went in the water a dry devil, and then you come out a wet devil. You know, so nothing changed. You know, <clears throat> you know so we have to make sure that when we when we uh, uh, obey the gospel, you know, we're, the people that we're talking to, that's why they don't bat, we, don't, we don't baptize young children because we have to make sure they understand, you know, what they're doing. Because understanding is one of the major points of, uh, of, of being baptized. You know, it's that Christ put teaching before baptism, so we have to teach first. You know, we have to teach them why, you know, baptism is important, what baptism to you know, uh, uh, Colossians two twelve said baptism is an operation. You know, it's an operation of God. You know, you being baptized into water for the operation of God. You know, you know God performs an operation on us when we go into the water. You know, He takes all those sins away. Then when we come back, we're a new creature. You know, He performed that operation of uh, taking away our sins. Uh, <clears throat> and the understanding heart comes before conversation. You know, Jesus said in uh, Matthew 13, 15, uh, their hearts are dull of hearing. Their hearts are adult, wax dull. You know, they, they are, ears are closed to hearing, and their uh, eye, eyes are closed. But he said, unless their eyes are open and their ears are open to hearing, and their heart is open to understand, then I can save them, you know. You know, in other words, you know, we have to be able to understand. You know, we have to understand things. You know, we can't close our hearts up. And that's one of the things we learn in fishermen. You know, that somebody who don't have an open mind of understanding, 
you, it's, you, you, they can't be taught because they're going to be stuck on their own ways. You know, whatever it is that they've already learned or what they already think they know, they're not going to change because they don't want to understand anything other than what they already know. So, you know, you, you, know, you got to have somebody that's willing to understand what the gospel is all about and why baptism is important and why we do it. You know, it's not just a uh, uh, ritual we do. You know, you know, a lot of churches say that you're already saved and you get baptized just to show that you're saved. You know, that don't make any sense. You know, why would you, you know, why would God have you to just be baptized just to show you were saved? I mean, if you were already saved, if you were already saved, baptism isn't necessary. You know, uh, in matter of fact, in First Peter, in First Peter three, uh, 21, 21, it says, "Baptism now saves us." You know, you know, it talked about uh, Noah. You know, it said it, eight souls were saved by water in verse twenty. Eight souls were saved by water, and then when you get to twenty-one, it said, uh, and, "And and the baptism do now saves us." You know, in other words, it was saying that. Uh, Noah and his family were saved by water. It was kind of like a baptism for them because they were saved by water. And then he said, baptism do now save us. So we have to remember that, you know, baptism, you know, is more than just something that we do because we're saved. You know, I, I went through that same scenario myself when I was in the Baptist church. Of course, when I got on the morning's bench, as they called it, uh, it was like in the wintertime when, when I got on the morning's bench, and it was they waited till the summer before they baptized because they said you was already saved. So, you know, they waited till the weather was warm because they was baptizing outside. So they had to wait. You know, if it was that important, you know, they'd put me in that cold water and baptize me. But they waited until the summertime. And then they took me out to a cow pasture and, dip, and then dipped me in the water. So, but we see that, you know, if it, baptism wasn't that important, why did why did Peter and them, uh, why did Philip, uh, uh, I mean, Peter, who is it? Uh, they baptized that eunuch uh, in, at midnight. You know, it was midnight when it happened. If baptism was, you know, why couldn't they just wait till the next day? You know, you know if they couldn't wait till the next day to baptize, why did they wait six months to baptize me? Because they said I was already saved. Hey, do anybody have any questions or comment before we go any further? <clears throat> we, you know, we could talk all day about baptism uh, and how important it is, and the, about how the difference is. Well, we're going to be talking about that a little bit more on infant baptisms and things of that nature. Uh, <clears throat> so they have been told it is a Christian's duty, rather than a command uh, to be obeyed to become a Christian. Uh, I've seen where people have had to go through like a six, eight-week course before they can be baptized. In other words, they, they have to go through a uh, six, eight-week course before they can be baptized because they say they're already saved, but we have to take you through this six, eight-week course first, and then you have to be baptized. You know, I had that argument with a lady that I was teaching that was in the Baptist church. She kept going back to her minister you know, I told her, you know, I kept explaining to her, showing her the scriptures about baptism. She kept going back to him. He'll give, he'll come back with another argument, and I'll show her in scripture where that argument was wrong. 
And basically, it, he took it back to uh, Acts 16. You know, and she showed me that scripture, and I told her to keep reading. You know, and then it showed her where it was baptized at midnight. I said, well, if it wasn't important for uh, him to be, be baptized, why did they baptize him at midnight? Why couldn't they wait till the next day? So she went back. The last time she went back, she come back and told me, she said, well, my minister told me to tell you to stay out of his business. <laughs> I said, well, your soul is my business. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so it's, it's just, you know, uh, baptism is a command to be obeyed by the unsaved instead of a Christian. In other words, if you're already saved, why be baptized? You know, at Mark 16, 16, he who believes in the baptized shall be saved. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sin. Uh, 22.16, why tarest thou? Rise and be baptized, washing away your sins. And uh, uh, 1 Peter 3.20, 20 and 21, uh, baptism do now saves us. So we have to realize that, you know, baptism is important. You know, we, you know, we can't leave it out, you know, or we can't wait, you know, you know, we can't tell people that they're already saved because they're not, you know, baptism is a part, you know, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. <clears throat> uh, the impenitent, uh, impenitence hinders, in other words, uh, repentance is a prerequisite of baptism, you know, he who believes, I mean, uh, repent, you know, uh, every one of you, and be baptized for the remission of sin, to Acts 2.38. So repentance, in other words, what is repentance? In other words, all the things that you was doing wrong before, you have to make up your mind that you want to stop doing those things. Uh, or will you stop doing them all together automatically? No, but you, you have to make that mindset up that I got to work on these things. You know, people... Won't we'll fall back into this, a lot of the things that they did, you know. You know, if you people that like to drink, if they're baptized, that don't mean that they won't fall back into that. But the but the mindset is that I'm gonna work on trying to get this thing out of my life. You know, uh, things are not gonna always happen automatically. Now, some things people can quit cold turkey, and some things people have to work on. You know, there's things people have to work on. Uh, and sometimes it takes a while. You know, you don't just get rid of habits a lot of times, uh, uh, like smoking. Smoking is not a habit. People just go and put a cigarette pack down and walk away and not smoke again. You know, some people do, but a lot of people, you know, have to do things to make that happen. You know, they take some kind of medication or uh, they try to limit how many uh, packs they smoke a day if they was one or two or three packs smoker a day or whatever. But, you know, they have to gradually get rid But the mindset is, I got to get these things worked out. You know, and you may fall back into those things. You know, maybe a sin that, 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 that haunts on you that, you know, six months later you may be to quit doing it, and six months later you may fall back into that trap. You know, that's, that's why we're able to go back and, 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 and ask for forgiveness. That's why we have to pray all the time for our sins because it says, you know, uh, Christ's blood cleanses us from our sins. You know, we have to keep, you know, praying, you know, and, and concentrating on, you know, if we do things unaware or unintentionally, you know, Christ's blood continues to cleanse us, you know. You know, and so we have to, you have to, we have to look at that. <clears throat> uh, 
the impenitent person has no desire to be baptized. In other words, you know, uh, a lot of people don't want to be baptized. You know, they think they should just believe. You know, they've been taught that that's the only thing you have to believe and say the sinner's prayer. You know, a lot of them teach you to say the sinner's prayer, which you never read that anywhere in the Bible. Uh, that's just uh, another man-made uh, things. Uh, uh, the sinner's prayer is nowhere else in the Bible, you know. <clears throat> so we have to realize that, you know, we can't just pray. You know, Paul fasted for three days, you know, when he was on the road to Damascus. But what did Ananias tell him when he came? You know, he said, rise and be baptized, you know. You know, so, you know, you, you have to be baptized. So just, you know, Paul prayed and he fasted. But it did, did it save him? No. You know, Ananias had to tell him what he needed to do to be saved. You know, it wasn't just automatic because he was praying to God. You know, you know, that was one thing. You know, we don't know what Paul was praying about. You know, but, you know, if he was praying that God would save him, then Ananias was his answer to that prayer. He's coming telling them what he needed to do. You know, rise and be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord. <clears throat> so, so his heart is far from God, you know. So we have to realize that, you know, you know, we have to have God in our heart. And the, and the heart here don't mean the one that's beating the blood through our veins. You know, the heart here is talking about the mind. We understand with our mind, you know, that's the heart of the body. You know, this is the heart of the body that keeps the body alive, but this is the heart of the body that, that's what we learn from. You know, you know, when any time it says the heart, when it's talking about learning, it's talking about the brain, you know, not the, not the physical heart in our body. So it said that, you know, his, you know, his heart is far from me. You know, uh, you know uh, that's what uh, Jesus said, you know, these people, they honor me with their lips, you know, but their heart is far from me. You know, so we have to, you know, and, and, and that's another thing, lip, you know, uh, service. You know, people got that lip service going, but, you know, they're really not, got Jesus or God in their heart. You know, it's basically based on lip service. You know, we don't want to be doing lip service. Our job is to, you know, learn the gospel, be baptized, uh, be taught on how to live as a Christian. Then our job is to go out and teach other people. You know, uh, Matthew 28, you know, go into all the uh, world and teach the gospel to every, you know, teach the gospel to every creature baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then uh, teaching them all the things that I've commanded you. In other words, teach them, baptize them, teach them again. <clears throat> you know, and those are the things that we have to do. Uh, the impotent uh, person, if he is baptized, it would be for ulterior motives. In other words, it would be for anything other than what the Scriptures say. You know, people who be baptized because they said that you baptized to show your salvation, that's an ulterior motive. You ain't doing it for the real reason baptism uh, is for. You're doing it for ulterior motive, which means I'm already saved, but the Bible says I got to do this. Okay, now, if you're already saved, my question is this. If you're already saved and you're doing it to show your salvation, what happens if you don't get baptized? <laughs> Are you still saved? Do they ever think about that question? If it's just to show you you're saved, what if you don't get baptized? You know, 
I'm going to have to ask somebody that question one of these days. You know, you, you say you baptize first, you save first, and then you get baptized, show baptism to show your salvation. Well, what if you don't get baptized, then what? You know, uh, that's a question that, you know, they should think about. Well, if I don't get baptized, well, I guess they're going to say, well, I'm still saved. You know, because in other words, if you don't get baptized, and you're not saved because you didn't get baptized, then that means baptism is still essential, you know, which they try to say it's not. Uh, this makes the heart, the act, mere dipping instead of scripture baptism. In other words, you're just going in, the, like I said earlier, you're going in the water, uh, dry devil, and you're coming out of wet devil, a dry center and coming out of wet center. You know, that's, that's all it is. You know, when, you, when you're not getting baptized scripturally, according to what the Bible said, knowing why baptism is important, you know, you're just, you're just wasting your time. You know, uh, repentance is essential. Luke 13, 3 and 5, unless you pit, you should all likewise perish. That's what Jesus told them, you know. If you, unless you repent, you should all likewise perish. Acts 17, 30, you know, at the time of this ignorance, he said God winked at but now require all to come to repentance. You know, in other words, everybody has to repent. You know, in other words, you have to try to change the way you're living. You, know, you have to go from that living of being uh, a sinner's life to living a Christian life. You know, say, and is, is it easy? Not necessarily. It depends on what kind of life you were living before. You know, there are some people that were living a good Christian-like life before they became a Christian, but did it do them any good? You know, you know, we have to realize that living a good Christian life, being a good person, uh, is not uh, Matthew 7, 23, you say, you know, Jesus said, not everyone that said, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who do the will of my Father which is in heaven. In other words, if we don't do his will, we can live good all we want. You know, they said, some will come to me and say, you know, have I baptized many people in your name? Have I did all these different things in your name? And he said, well, I never knew you. Because you did all these things true. You know, but you just did it with lip service. You did it in my name, but you didn't do it according to my commandment. You know, you did it the way you want to do it. You know, because I like, you know, we have music because I like music. Not because the scripture, not because it's not in the scripture. You know, New Testament mentioned, don't mention anything about music and worship. But people add music because they like it. You know, I had a friend of mine that's supposed to be a preacher when I was in Arkansas. We talked back and forth about instruments and music, and I showed him different scriptures about music in the Bible. He said, well, he said, uh, you're right. I see what you're talking about. He said, but I just got to have my music. You know, in other words, you know, because he liked the music, he wanted you know, want to have it. He understood that music wasn't a part of it because of the scriptures that we talked about. But then when he, when it pushed counter shame, he said, well, I just got to have my music. I just like my music, in other words. And uh, so, you know, and that's where a lot of people get, go wrong at, you know, it's based on what I like. You know, uh, give me what I want. You know, give me the service that I want to have. Not the service that the scriptures say I had. The scripture services are too dull. You know, I got to have the service where I can jump up and down in the benches and fall all on the floor. And, uh, and the preacher is yelling all across the room and dancing up in the pulpit. Uh, <clears throat> and I've, you know, I've been to the church where, you know, the, the 
preacher get to dance in the pulpit, and then the whole congregation get to dance. You know, and I'm like, and I was looking around like, you know, I'm, maybe I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's one of those sanctified churches. And I mean, everybody, but that was part of their worship, you know, is the sanctified dance. You know, you know everybody was dancing except me. And so I'm thinking, I, you know, I'm nowhere, I'm in the place that I don't need to be. <clears throat> but, uh, Sarah, you know, repentance is essential. We got to have that repentance, Luke 13, 3 and 5, and Acts 17, 30. Anybody got any questions or comments so far? I don't want to, I don't want to uh, uh, knock anybody out of the, out of the lesson. I'm probably going to have to finish this lesson up next week because we're about to run out of time. And I still got several more. <laughs> Instances to call. <clears throat> uh, substitution of a human act for divine act has obstructed the way to baptism for unknown million. Uh, baptism requires much water. John 3, 23, it says John went to Ananon because there was much water there. You know, after, you know. <clears throat> so in other words, you got to have a lot of water. You know, you can't just have a buried bath to baptize somebody in. You know, you got to have some, you know, as enough that they can be buried. Because baptism is a burial. You know, you know they say we're buried with him in baptism for the remission of sin. You know, so we got it's got to be a burial. You know, if you don't have a burial, you don't have a baptism. You know, sprinkling water on people or just uh, laying them in a shadow water, you know. You know, we don't bury people in a shadow grave. You know, that person is dead at that point. So what do you do with dead people? You bury them. So you're dead to sin. You bury that dead person. When he come back up, it, we kind of uh, represent what Jesus did. Jesus died a sinner with, with our sins, you know, uh, but he come back, you know, left all those sins in the grave. You know, that's what it does. When we go into the water, we go into a grave because we're dead. That sinner just died because you're ready to become a new creature. Then once you come up out of the water, you know, you, you become a new creature. You know, you bury that old man, and a new man comes up out of the water. Uh, it's a going down into the water. Acts 8, 36, it says, both Philip and the eunuch went into the water. You know, in other words, it takes both of us to go into the water to be baptized. You know, uh, it, you know, he said it takes much water. You got to have enough water for somebody to be able to be buried in it. Uh, it's a burial, Romans 6, 3, and 4. You know, it said buried with him in baptism. You know, so we have to be buried. And it said, it's also, it said it's a birth, John 3, 5. You know, when Jesus was talking to, uh, uh, what's the little guy name? <laughs> Nicodemus. <laughs> when he was talking to Nicodemus, you know, he said, you know, unless you, uh, unless you are born of the water and the spirit, you know, you, know, you have to be born of water and of the spirit. <clears throat> you know, uh, coming up out of the water, same thing, unit, uh, Philip and a unit. When he said they went into the water, and they said they both come up out of the water. In other words, Philip took the unit into the water, deep enough for him to bury him in, Dipped them in the water, and they both had to come out of the water because they both went in. You know, now, can you baptize somebody without going into the water? Yeah, if you got a, a place deep enough where you can dip somebody in it 
Are you standing on the side? I think that do that a lot in a lot of these, like I think brother uh, uh, said, you know, said that you know when they go to a lot of these different countries, you know, they only have just like a big tub that they can baptize people in. But it's enough water that they can uh, that they can bury them in it. So you know, it does not necessarily mean that the person that baptized you got to go in the water. You know, the person that it's important for the person that's being baptized to be in the water. You know, and, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the sick here a little bit later on and how. Baptism and sprinkling and different things came about. But, you know, you got to have that dipping. You got to have that burial. So if one has not been baptized as God says, then he has not been baptized at all in God's sight. In other words, you know, you have to be baptized according to Scripture. You know, uh, you know. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, can enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So we have to do God's command. We have to do God's will. Uh, there is only one baptism, Ephesians 4, 5. You know, we talked about the one, one God, one faith, one baptism. You know, one God and Father of all in you all. You know, so it's just one. You know, uh, people look at that one they say in all churches belong to God. In other words, they look at that one being all churches belonging to God. Well, if it's, if, it's, if it's all churches, then all churches will be teaching the same. All churches will be baptizing the same. All churches will be worshiping the same. All churches will be giving the same. All these different churches doing things different. You know, they're baptizing them after they're supposed to be saved. Uh, a lot of them is not given on the first day of the week. You know, uh, I know when I was in the Baptist church, any time you had service, you gave. You know, if you had Bible class, you gave. You know, if you had, if you had a, a, well, they didn't call them gospel meetings. They called them, uh, what was it, uh, revivals. They collected money. Anytime you met, you collect money. You know, but what did the, what did the Bible say in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 2? It said, uh, lay in store everything that you have prospered, you know, on the first day of the week. So we're supposed to give on the first day of the week. That's what the Bible teaches. But a lot of people then, I was reading about this one church of Christ congregation. They said they're uh, um, uh, up where you, if, you, that if you can't make it on Sunday, you can give on Friday or, uh, or Saturday or any day do the week. Uh, in other words, look at me, they just was wanting to collect money instead of teaching people how to give. I mean, if you don't give, if, you don't, if you're not there that Sunday, save it up and give it to the next Lord's Day or leave it. A lot of times when we go out of town, I come up here and leave my offering in that basket back there. And if I forget to leave it in there, I just write a double check the next, next, next Lord's Day. You know, and that's how it works. Uh, Let's, we'll, let me finish this slide out, and then we'll start. Well, next week, we'll finish this lesson out. Uh, said that, okay, I guess that's it. <laughs> so I was on the last one there, fearing there's only one baptism. So we'll start from there next week, and we'll finish this lesson out, because like I said, there's still quite a bit left in here uh, that, we can, that we can go over.